Welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast, the weekly podcast about video games with news, reviews, analysis, and opinion. Keeping you up to date on how to wisely spend your money for video games, movies, RPGs, comics, books, and more for over 16 years. Find us online at gamersledge.com. And now, your hosts. Hello and welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast. Come on in, sit down, have yourself a giant glass of orange crush in a purple mason jar. Sit down, relax. It is a look at the video gaming industry, look at what it means to be a hardcore gamer and a conversation between friends. Joining me this week, starting all the way on my far left, the man, the myth, the legend, although I can't say his name, Toot Monkey. Hooray, that's me. Hi. (laughs) Uh, Also joining us... The stoic one himself, the man no longer from Philadelphia, Dave. Aww. <laughs> uh, also joining us all the way from the well lit. Thank you very much. <laughs> also joining us from the well lit Great White North, Kate. My kitchen. <laughs> and also joining us, the man who basically said I'm an idiot before the show, Matt. Oh, you said it. I just agreed with you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been quite the week. Uh, GDC going on this week. We're going to recap some of that information when we get to the news. But let's let's talk about what we've been doing this week very quickly. Turo, we'll start with you. What have you been up to? What have you been playing this week? Still been playing a lot of Pokemon. Uh, Like I said, I'm two away from actually catching them all. And the two that I need, I just need to trade somebody to get them, They're those kind of Pokemon, and uh, Sammy won't, like, get off her butt and catch, you know, dumb Pokemon just so I can trade those two real quick. Or get on your butt to get on it, yeah. So those are the only two I'm missing, and then I have them all. So I finally did it. It took me 350 hours. (laughs) So what are you going to do once you actually collect them all? Oh, once that happens, I think I'm going to put them, huh? Oh, I'm going to put them in the uh, Pokemon bank and just hold on to them. Any Pokemon that I have that Sammy doesn't have, I'm either just going to throw them in the Wonder Trade that are rare and just be like, here you go. I don't need them. So uh, it's, it'll be fun surprises for people to get those. Um, and then I have Sapphire, which I heard the story is going to be awesome in it, especially since they put the Emerald or Delta episode in there, and they kind of put Emerald in there in a, as a remake. And it should be fun. And plus, uh, getting the red stone, or the red orb, the blue orb, uh, and for Kyogre and Groudon so they can go into primal state. You know, just getting all the cool stuff so they can all have the awesome... And when you get all seven of them, you can summon the dragon, right? Well, I already have it. Rayquaza's already done. I already got that one. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that and caught up on TV shows. And um, yeah, oh no, I did not watch the new... Uh, Agents of Shield. So I watch Oh my god! I'll be watching that tonight. I couldn't. I couldn't. I haven't had time to watch it. And uh, but I did finish Gotham yesterday, so that was awesome. And that's it. Dave, how about you? What have you been up to this week? Um, haven't been playing anything. It's been very busy around the house. I've been like painting the baby's room, things like that. Um, so I haven't had too much time. I got a little chance tonight to catch up on Gotham and Star Wars Rebels. Um, that had a, I guess that was a season ender. Yeah, that was. I haven't watched it yet, but it was the season finale. Yeah, wow. 
<laughs> they really it was a re- they yeah I like that <laughs> I like that show. It's been steadily getting better, which is <laughs> good because it didn't start out that great. Shut up. The um, so <laughs> it's but it ended it ended on a pretty high note I think. Um, so they're they're doing a good job with that. Gotham was great. Um, I didn't actually catch Shield yet. I was kind of saving that as my last one because I know that's probably going to be the one I'm really going to enjoy the most. So I'm saving that one. Um, haven't didn't get a chance to play too many games. Um, they did send me Avengers Legos, so we got Hulkbuster, Iron Man. You know, we have we have this guy. Who knows who this is? They sent you, or you exchanged monetary qualities for said items. Yeah, that. Yeah, that. Okay, I was, I was wondering what hookup you got, but you know. they they sent. Well, no, I asked them on their website. I said, could you please send me all these? And they said, all my money. and they said, sure. And because I'm already signed in to everything, I, I don't have to put in information again. So that seems like it works out well. Just because you don't enter information again doesn't mean you aren't purchasing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I met Adam Hughes. He's a artist, a comic artist, and he signed uh, a variant cover of uh, Gwen. Spider Gwen. Yeah, Spider Gwen. Um, so that's pretty cool. I actually got one for Matt. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be getting one as soon as I can get to a post office. Um, <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Um, nice little hour trip to a comic shop, and I found Ratchet and Clank mini mates there, so I had to get those. Wow. Yeah, that was kind of neat. Just a random. I just happened to be looking. Yeah, people are typing type stuff. Um, what else? What else? What else? The just freaking out over the new Avengers trailer. I love that. I really would just want to watch that over and over again. So if we can that, get this that is the quick. last one I am watching. Last one. No mm-hmm. more. Not watching anymore. That's it. No. I more. don't think they're going to come out with any more. I think that'll. I be think the last that is bit. the last one. Yeah. Like TV spots and whatnot, but that's that seems like a big one to just have you ready for the movie. Yeah, I, I think I read that that was actually the final trailer, you know, before the movie. So it, it's enough. It's good for me. I like it. Kate, how about you? Well, um, caught up on shows. I haven't put up my uh, review of Face Off yet because I'm easy and haven't typed it yet. Uh, I was super excited for this week's episode, though, because it was like Clive Barker one, and you all know how big a Clive Barker fan I am. Um, put up my review of Gotham. Uh, didn't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I did do something that was long overdue since I just recently got the PS4. I played P.T. And... Ooh, yay! That, that was good. I finished it in ten minutes. Oh. Wait, with yeah. guide or without? Without. Okay, my, Silent wait a Hill, my Silent Hill fundamentals are through the... I was talking to someone who had played it but he wasn't really helping me. There was one time he helped me where it's like you hear the kids start laughing. He's like, "Okay, stand still." That's the only time he helped me. So wait a minute, wait God. a minute. Okay, okay, because I finished it, and I had to consult because uh, I couldn't find one of the collectible things. And it's one of those stupid puzzles where you have to open the pause menu. So you're telling me you found that on your own? Yep. All right, you win. You win the My, internet, like Al Gore. My Silent Hill fundamentals 
are superb because PT is basically having to look at the same shit over and over and over again to like get it to change and that's what I do in the games anyway like I spend so much time in my first playthrough just walking around looking at stuff because in Silent Hill like there's so much extra stuff in the background right that that's just true fundamentals of the game that I like I was like is it over and the guys like my friends were like you just did a perfect playthrough and I was like, but what? nothing happened. Because when you do a play playthrough, nothing happens. So I purposely had to go back and play it again and screw up so I could see the scary stuff, which was kind of funny. So I actually, like, didn't get the, oh, my God, so scary at all. I was just like, oh, it's over. Awesome. And uh, Anything else? Yeah. Um, I played some Dragon Age Inquisition. I was going to beat it. But then I decided to just try and do a few more side quests and stuff because I want the Dorian Iron Bull romance to pop in party conversation. And I'm so close to it, but it still hasn't happened. So most of my time is just doing like last little piddly quests, maybe fighting a dragon or two and just standing around waiting for my party to start talking. So once that happens, I'm going to go do the... Because I have the final battle, like on the, the final mission on the war table, so... I'm just waiting for that to happen, and then I'll go and finally beat that game. I do have the order on my hard drive. I haven't started it yet, though, because I wanted to finish Dragon Age first. And I've also been playing some Dead or Alive last round. We will get to that later. Mm-hmm. All right. Then, Matt, how about your week? Um, Game-wise, pretty much the only thing I've gotten in is um, been playing. My son uh, actually made his first game purchase uh, on the PSN and he bought the uh, Dynasty Warrior Gundam Reborn so uh, I've, I've actually been playing that because smashing giant robots by the thousands is therapeutic um, mm. <laughs> and for some reason Gundam makes Dynasty Warrior just make sense to me you know it makes sense to be in a giant robot smashing other giant robot suits so uh, it, that works for me uh, Otherwise, yeah, I've been playing a little bit of uh, Fat Princess Piece of Cake off and on. Uh, I'm caught up on most of the show. Well, not Arrow and not Flash. I think I'm caught up on everything else. Um, no, you're caught up on Rebel. Flash. There wasn't a new one this week. Yeah. There still wasn't a new one this week on Flash? Nope. Correct. Okay. I thought that was just last week. All right. So I'm caught up on Flash then. Uh, so just not Arrow. Um doopy 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 doo. Yeah, I guess it's been a pretty pretty boring. I'm I'm I've actually made a significant dent in my stack of comics. Not hey. done, but made a significant dent. Burning them or selling them for stacks of money? Uh, burning no. them for heat. Yeah, burning them from heat <laughs> because it can't decide to ever get above single digits for more than a day at a time. Um, we're getting <clears> snow <throat> again tomorrow. <laughs> oh, good. That, means, that means we'll get snow in a couple days then. We got another eight inches today or something like that. All I, I have to say is Italy is going to be 75 degrees and sunny. And we're going and to shut off. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's supposed to be like 50 by drug lords there because that's what happens in Italy. I'm sorry, you're thinking of Mexico. You're thinking of taking. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He's right. I was thinking of Mexico. I get that confused all the time because the food's the same. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Whoa. Hey, 
Wow. No, no, that's not it. You've got the right uh-huh. hairdo for that comment, let's just say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our, dude. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Nick, Nick sn- uh, snuck in right under the, the, the line there. Uh, Nick, tell us about your week. Not a whole lot of new. My dad came up this weekend, so I lost quite a bit of game time on that end. Uh, obviously, Destiny, but I got New Exotic. I got Monte Carlo. So, <clears throat> and I finally pulled a Vista Defiant from Throw to Hard today. So, it's a good Tuesday. Um, caught up on Flash, apparently. I haven't checked today. Uh, I'm up to date on Glee. Don't judge. Um, Trying to figure what else. I haven't played a whole lot. I've been trying. I'm trying to get back into Pokemon. I have my team, and I want to get my Crobat back up to its maximum par. So, um, I saw something recently. What did I see? Oh, that was a musical. Never mind. Not a whole lot on my end. Just more All Destiny. Right. So, uh, let's see. Um, so gaming's been light for me this week as well, because if you haven't noticed, we have a thousand billion cosplay videos up on the site. Uh, so if you haven't checked those out, please do. Lots of work, but a lot of fun. Uh, we posted those over the weekend, uh, but it took me pretty much all of last week and this weekend, and I actually finished around Monday evening somewhere, and then immediately had to leave for a trip somewhere. And then I'm back for tonight, and tomorrow morning, and then leaving for a trip again. Uh, that being said, uh, there will be some changes to the site in about two weeks, and we will announce those in two weeks. Um, but we've got some exciting things to announce on that front. Uh, I actually did, and I haven't even had a chance to talk about this with Matt or anyone else, I did get a sneak peek to play uh, a game early this week, and that is a game coming to PS4 called The Darkest Dungeon by Red Hook Studios. Um, if you're not familiar with it, it is a roguelike RPG, and what I mean by that is it's procedurally generated dungeons, but it's a side-scrolling RPG in that you have four party characters, and where you are in the order affects what attacks you can do, but the big thing is is that while you're in the dungeon exploring... You, the psyche of your characters actually comes into play. So if a monster lands a hit, a critical hit on one of your guys, they might actually start to stress out, and the more they stress out, it affects their abilities in combat, and they can even reach a breaking point where they either decide to man the fuck up or freak the fuck out. Yeah. And it's actually super engaging. There's tons of stats. It's su- It's one of those games that you can just pick up and play, and it's no big deal, but there is permadeath. So if your character dies, that's it. They're dead. There's no bringing them back. You can always get new ones, but then you start them over at level one again, and it it can be... It's very easy to play, but very deep systems to get involved with. Uh, When you take your people that are stressed back to town, you can have them go drink, or go to the whorehouse, or have them go to a church uh, to, to relieve stress. Seriously. And then people will get phobias to where you can only relieve their stress by having them gamble, or only relieve their stress by having them go to the whorehouse, or only have them relieve their stress by praying to God. Or you do that over and over again, and then 
the person that's praying in the church sees one of the clergy do something unforgivable and says, I will never go back and pray at that church again. It's it's like there's all these just little minute details that are really, really good. This game is going to be something super special, and it's going to be coming out on the PSN later this year. So uh, it, it's called The Darkest Dungeon. Subtitled, Doom. subtitled Babysitting Badasses. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I like the permadeath on RPG thing. Because very rarely when you die when you die in an RPG, you're like, oh, things down. Whatever. But permadeath in an RPG is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think it's really great. I mean, I lost a couple I finally got this one character. He had these cool attacks. And I was I was doing fine. Like I was just massacring everyone. And then one critical hit to that guy who was my healer. He got stunned and couldn't do anything for a turn, and then it was like everybody ganged up on him, killed him, and then it was a war of attrition for my other characters until they died, and I lost my entire party. I'm like, son of a bitch. But that was also because I didn't understand some of the mechanics. But I played about, I got to play about uh, six hours with it, and so I was pretty uh, impressed with what I saw. So that's coming out soon. Uh, I think it's supposed to be somewhere around this summer. So keep an eye out for it. Darkest Dungeon coming to PlayStation 4. Um, that's pretty much it for my week. Uh, I mean, did catch up on Gotham. Um, caught up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm actually more excited about... For once, I actually watched it live, which almost never happens with me because I'm a cable cutter. Uh, but I was actually in a hotel managed to watch it live, and uh, nice. really looking forward to next week's, almost more than this week's. This week's was great. I think next week's is going to be a step above. So um, so that brings us to news. It's GDC week, kids. And if you're not familiar with GDC, it's the Game Developers Conference. And I thought this year's GDC was going to be kind of a laid-back, quaint little thing. Uh, but let's talk about what we've learned so far. And of course, the first thing that happened at GDC was HTC and Valve revealing the Revive, which, if you're not familiar, it is uh, their virtual reality tech. And if you've not watched the video for it, it's kind of crazy, the specs. Um, 19... 1900 by 1080 in each eye, if I remember right. I'm trying to look up the specs right now. Uh, Val's big announcement with HTC. Uh, the the idea about it is that this is not going to be the poor man's virtual reality kit. This is going to be uh, top of the line kind of deal. It's two 1200 by 1080 pixel resolution displays refreshing at 90 frames a second. It also will wrap around your entire field of view meaning even back behind your peripheral uh, vision. And then on top of that, they whereas most of them are sit-down experiences, there are two Steam VR base stations that work with the Vive, and you'll be able to walk around and explore a virtual space of 15 feet by 15 feet. That's kind of interesting, because nobody else is doing that right now. Um, on top of that, this is the first one that's been announced that it will be released this year. It will be fall of 2015, not a developer's version, but the actual unit itself for retail this fall. 
and the fact that Steam is hosting the initiative for the software side of things. If you look at what's going on with the Oculus, there's no marketplace for it right now. There's no way that I, if I wanted to develop software, could publish it to a service and then have people go and buy it and download it. There is no service for that at this point. Steam is already there. It's already got the, the legwork. It's already got the groundwork. Um, and to me, this looks like it's going to be a game changer for VR in the fact that they're going to be the first one to market, and they're going to be the high-end version as opposed to... I mean, if you get this, and then you look at an Oculus, the Oculus specs are about half of this. Morpheus's are good, but they are not this. And there's no ability to move around in a virtual space, which I'm not really sold on, because you could trip and fall on stuff if you're not careful. But the point is, it's something different. Uh, what what does the panel feel... Uh, is this good? Is this bad? Is it not going to make an impact? Is it going to make an impact? Well, since it's coming out on Steam, I mean, we all know what that means. It means that people are going to wait for the twice a year where they have a big sale, and then they're going to complain that the sale's not big enough if it's not 90% off. So that kind of sucks for it. No? Nothing? Okay. You're not biting on that one? All right. No. <laughs> you're right. I mean, that's commenting. I mean, you're right. So, I think what what's the interesting side of this is though is kind of plays into your snarky comment in that because it is Steam, they will put the hooks in it for every game, meaning that the library is going to be huge. Now, granted, the best ones will be built for the device from the ground up, but there are you know playing a first person shooter inside virtual reality would not necessarily be a bad thing either if it's done well. Uh, well, even it, as might it, be, it might be like, you know how you see 3D movies that weren't filmed in 3D and it just kind of looks like cardboard cutouts? Like, I mean, it'll probably kind of be like that where it'll be an experience in VR, but it's like comparing Jurassic Park 3D to like, you know, a, yeah, an well. animated movie in 3D that was actually made for 3D compared to like something that was made 20 years ago and then just like post-production into 3D. So I think for games that aren't made for it, I don't think it's not going to be that great of an experience just because I think it will be uber distracting just like 3D movies that aren't made in 3D are really distracting. Um, for stuff from the ground up, it could be really interesting. I mean, it all just depends on if people actually want that personally. Well, see, here's the question. Here's the question I would pose to you. So, let's take Project Morpheus, which is Sony's, which we also got the specs for at GDC as well. Um, let me. I've got it pulled up here. Give me just one second to pull up the specs. Uh, let's see. It is going to be. Do, 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 do. Maybe I will eventually get. Can I just say something about the uh, moving around the room? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, yeah, that's barking up the wrong tree because there's like I, I know there's like two different kinds of schools of thought on technology for that. One's like the you know the free roaming treadmill, um, you know the 3D treadmill, if you will, <clears throat> that a lot of people are working on. I think Oculus has uh, a big uh, investment in technology for that. And then the other one is kind of like um, Jeffrey uses um, those like uh, those ski slider workout things. It's like a sheet yep. of plastic. Um, an elliptical? 
No, 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 no. It, it's literally it's a sheet of plastic and some booties you throw over your shoes, and you do like this sliding kind of like, you know, skating kind of thing. You know, it's part of a it's part of a workout. Um, but it's basically a frictionless surface that it creates. So that's another um, thing where it kind of they give you like a frictionless surface um, thing to want to run on that keeps you in place, but you feel like you're going and the technology reads like which direction you're going. And that's just way better and safer <laughs> for VR in the home at least. Um, unless they can, you know, give you like a an environment where you're not gonna like, you know, step on pets. So this is this is the interesting thing. Sony's project Morpheus is going to have a 5.7-inch 19 by 20 uh, by 1080 OLED display. That's going to expand the field view, enables low persistence, removes mo motion blur and flicker, and it outputs at 120 FPS. What's interesting is that it will not require a high-end PC to run. It will actually uh, be able to just use a standard PS4 and output to the television at the same time. So when you're playing in VR, someone can be in the room watching what you see on the television. And that's native 120 FPS via the, the Morpheus from the PS4. Uh, they're saying they're going to do that with a software update. But this is the, the, the question that, going back to what Kate was saying, if I'm on Sony, and Matt, I know Matt's going to have a uh, child to kick off his lawn in this debate, uh, if I'm on the Morpheus and I have games that are built from the ground up only, and Matt is going to say that it's going to be the move of this next console cycle, in that no one will buy it, no one will play it, no one will use it, and because there will be this dearth of quality software, is that better that we get only things built from the ground up, or then we have a platform like Steam that, yes, you have those experiences, but if you want to play something else, whether it's shovelware or not, there's something else to buy on a regular basis for that platform keeping it alive that you can find certain good gems in. And here are, oh, by the way, these ones built from the ground up. Do you think it's better to have a only built from the ground up environment or have one where people have maybe more shovelware but still something to play over time? Can I honestly say that I don't care? It's you like can? in the same category as like the move and the connect and like, you know, Wii Sports where they just kind of fizzled out because gamers don't want to move and I have no interest in no, playing. You don't have to. You don't have to. No, no, I just have no interest in it. Okay. Have you ever done it? I guess is my question. No. Has anyone on the panel done it besides me? Done what? The new VR stuff. VR stuff, no. I've, I've been trying to get an Oculus for forever, but those things cost very I, I think the, the last VR stuff I did was down in Disney World uh, with the Magic Carpet Ride thing. And um, uh, what do they call it? Disney Quest? Where you jumped <laughs> I thought on you were going to say laser tag. <laughs> no, we jumped on. Oh, that was actually cool back in the day. Because like, they had like the adult night when you went in. And they shut off all the lights, pumped in a ton of smoke, blared Nine Inch Nails music, and turned the strobe lights on. So you just saw like lasers and strobes and smoke, and there's just and half Nine people Inch on Nails. the floor having seizures, and he had to not trip on them. Yeah, but that was before <laughs> lawsuits. Run into people. Oh, okay. 
So I would just run into people. I'll, I'll do you one better, Dave. In Chicago, they used to have laser tag academies, which were three stories tall with wall open in the middle, and they would do that exact same thing, pumping the smoke. That was the day before lawsuits and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you could actually climb from one level to the other to try and fight oh, people and stuff. Oh, that's I mean, awesome. And they would pump the smoke in so you couldn't see any fucking thing. And but you could see the lasers going down hallways. That's exactly, that's exactly. You could see oh, people dying. Yeah. People dying and people, you know, things explode. It was great, yeah. And they pump in. Yeah. yeah. Stupid lawsuits. Stupid lawsuits. But no, see, and I think that this is one of the hurdles that VR has is that until you experience a modern-day VR system, you can't really explain with words how different of an experience it is. Because it is, by far and away, again, this is just my opinion and my experience, when I did it, it was very disconcerting at first, because I went used to go... I used to be one of those people that would go to the 80s VR arcade simulation places... And they were horrific, even though you were putting on 97 pounds worth of gear at the time. Um, but these are light, and they are fully immersive to the point that it's a little disorienting when you are doing something with your hands and you look down and you're not actually doing it in the VR space. But it's very, very immersive. And I think the hurdle, as you say, is it's not going to be one of those intuitive things that anybody's going to care about until they do it once. But once they do it, then they're going to be like, how can we, how can we get this at an affordable so price point? So it's I, drugs. I think, <laughs> 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 aside, aside, aside from the point where, yeah, we had this discussion earlier. I, I think that VR is the move of this generation of this generation of technology. It, it's an interesting thing. It's better than it's ever been, but it's not going to be good enough to hit mass market. Um, to answer your other question, I think it's a much better experience when you have the stuff crafted from the ground up for it. You know, people are going to try and do stuff like play Peggle with their Oculus NVIDIA HTC set, and it's going to cause, you know, something's going to crash and somebody's going to die of some sort of terrible brain seizure that they have. Did you just um, mix four major competitors together in one I year? did, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, uh, you know, it's something's going to, it, it's, yeah, I don't think, it's not going to work well. I, I think kind of what Kate was getting at with the whole 3D and movies that weren't made for 3D is going to be, okay, I'm going to try and play a Call of Duty, not 3D version with my 3D things, and it's just, it's it's going to just end up being TV screens really close to your eyes, and it's just going to be weird. Um, so I definitely think the experience is like the Morpheus, where there's software from the ground up that's designed to use it. It's going to be better but I still don't think it's going to take off and be the, the next great thing. Um, and the other thing I think of, I think it's a poor business decision to be bringing out the Ferrari of VR headsets out the gate front. Um, it's going to be an entry price issue. It's going to be an adoption issue. And I think it's going to be the $600 PS3 kind of a thing where it, it might take off, but it's not going to be the one that everyone flocks to initially. I, I, It's something that we're going to have to track over time because now, today, as of the latest, John Carmack with Oculus says that they will be ready this year as well, but to me that just seems like them screaming, 
me too, me too, me too. So we'll see how that goes, but it's something we're going to keep an eye on. Uh, The other big news out of the show uh, actually came last night, and I watched this live from my hotel room, and I have to say that it was a painful uh, three-hour live conference that NVIDIA... More painful than Xbox's E3 conferences? Oh, snap. I don't don't think... Yeah, I don't think there's anything that painful, but... uh, (laughs) Turo may disagree with us, but I will say that uh, in this particular case, it was... It wasn't that level of bad, but it was just there were some cringeworthy things that went on. But what it was was uh, basically they were introducing two major components, the first being called the NVIDIA Shield. Uh, NVIDIA did a three-hour long press conference last night. They said, we're going to change the face of gaming, and I will say that... was the most hilarious thing they've ever said. Was it the most hilarious thing they've ever said? Or, or was it the fact that they were like calling out, they're like, smart TVs have all these abilities built in, so no. we're going to offer you a box that does it, that you pay $200 for. So that, that's kind of the gist of it, is when you start looking at it. <laughs> um, first of all, it is a super thin unit. I mean, it is just about the size of... It's, it's half, the, half the thickness of an iPhone. Um, it's very thin. It is tall, but it is whisper quiet. You can't hear it. And they demonstrated that uh, during the press conference. Look, as on top of that, it's proven it time is, and time again, nobody wants a thin unit. It is an Android TV. <laughs> let's let's finish that before. Important. Yeah, let's finish the the description before we start getting into the debate. Um, it is an Android <laughs> TV device, meaning that it will hook to, hook up to Android TV, and you can purchase things and play off. Google Play, but on top of that, it is also a um, a gaming system that is roughly five times more powerful than the Xbox One. It does run. It does run Crisis Three. That that was a big joke in the show. Does it run Crisis? Yes, it runs Crisis Three, and it looks to be pretty high resolution as well. And on top of that, the second thing they announced was a cloud-based gaming service that they were constantly saying is going to be the Netflix of gaming, yet did not release a price point for it. But let's back up and talk about the Shield itself. The Shield itself is going to retail for $200 with a controller. It will have 50 games uh, at launch in May, including The Witcher, including uh, Batman Arkham Knight. Um, So they have gotten big-name developers, game developers, because their goal is to completely bypass the console market. And to me, and you guys can correct me if you think this is not right, but it almost looks like all the PC manufacturers are saying, screw the console market, it's time we make them irrelevant, it's time for the PC Master Race to become affordable. Because that's what this looks like to me, is a push from NVIDIA to capture the $200 price point, which would be attractive to a console gamer, and say, no, look, it's a full PC that does Android TV at 4K resolution. So if you have a 4K TV, you can stream this right out, and it's going to be just what you wanted for your 4K TV. 
and it does gaming at super high resolution, and we have this gaming service that you can optionally pay for to do cloud-based gaming at 1080p, 60 frames a second over the internet. It seems like really to me they're trying to yeah for 200 bucks with a controller, with a game controller. It seems so that's like it's trying to do in. to the gaming industry what Netflix did to cable TV. The problem, see, there's, there's I wonder, problem I see that. What's that? <clears throat> see, and it's, it's, I don't know if Netflix had this at first or not, so this is my, my big wonder. Having a gaming service like Netflix would be phenomenal. You pay a monthly cost, you get a bunch of games, go have fun. That'd be great. That would be If it has the support, though. See, and that's the thing. Watching a movie and then taking millions of instances of that movie and shooting across several areas is still lighter than taking a game and having a million instances of that video game. So you can't you can't say that this is not pioneered, though. Sony's already done it with PlayStation Now, and no. they said that they've been working on well, this for five years to implement the backbone structure for it. They would... I mean, my, my whole thought on this thing is, you know... How much power does it take to run one game? Yeah, there are supercomputers out there, which I even did research on one of them, that have literally petabytes of storage and literally, you know. I'm sorry. Did you say pedo, did you say pedo bearers of storage? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Seriously, the terahertz. Is that even a word? Terahertz of processing power, and they've got these stupid large numbers. I still feel like with servers as I've seen them today it, this is a stupendous idea but that's what it is an idea if they so let's throw out some stats that they, that they actually talked about last night they're not building out a server farm or anything like that 10 bucks is they, they, actually not. Have, they actually have some kind of like um, some kind of like you know spyware basically that's already installed in anything that drives an NVIDIA card on PCs and they're just going to be leeching off everybody's unused bits <laughs> in their NVIDIA cards. So they're just doing, they're actually, it's very innovative because they're going to be doing a whole, like, you know, mesh network of all the video cards, but instead of, like, sending it out the, like, you know, um, the SETI project, it's going to be going to the Shield project. So all two people that buy it, just because they can <laughs> review it, are going to have great gaming experiences on it. So, no. Uh, what they actually are Stop doing... Stop trying to make Shield happen. It's not happening. What the factual side of it is, is they said that they've actually worked with Amazon for Amazon server infrastructure and delivery channels, and they have, they are guaranteeing 150 millisecond latency. Mm, did Dave just call it the OUYA 2? <laughs> That's what he called it. Oh, okay. And, and that, that begs the question, uh, Jojo Gamer, Jojo X Gamer YT... Uh, wrote in and said, what do you all think of the NVIDIA Shield console, and how do you think it will stand compared to Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft consoles? Have to wait and see. It needs to have the same support. It's not going to... Like, we've seen this time and time again. People were all excited about the Ouya. So excited. Like, they had a huge Kickstarter. Everybody, Everybody was, like, freaking out about it. And then, like, as soon as, like, it came out, people were like, Oh yeah, we just like the idea of it, but this thing is crap. Like we didn't know you guys were gonna make it. Though. Yeah, like, yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> like we thought we were just feeling good about ourselves, and like now I actually have this in my house, taking up dust. So here's my my question though, Dave. Did 
did they have did Ouya have Konami and uh, uh, Gearbox and um, Crytek and many other PC Warner Brothers? Uh, did they have all of those developers signed on for the launch of the console? They had tons of support early on. No, 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 no. Oh, did those they have? Ones? Did are they you, have AAA title studios signed on for? Content development at launch of the game of the actual games, not dumbed down ports for the Ouya. Uh, uh, see, that's the part where I'm really going to call out. I, I'm not sure if we're going to see, you know, completely perfect ports of this stuff. Metal Gear things. Solid Five promised by Kojima's development team on stage at the oh, press conference. You said the magic word. You said Kojima himself. Yeah. Same day and date. Same feature set. Yeah, he's on he's never, this device. He's well, never broken promises. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna. Not until it has the same level of support from all developers as consoles have. Like, I mean, yeah, it's a great idea, but unless all developers start to shift, it's not going to be as successful. I do have a question about the NVIDIA name behind it. Since all those developers are behind it, are they behind the NVIDIA name or? Just because it's the name, or they are they contracted somehow with them, and they the only reason they say this is because they do have some sort of deal going on with Nvidia, and then they're just kind of stuck along with it, making this Nvidia Shield. So a lot of a lot of the verbiage in the press conference last night was very telling. Um, the basic gist of it is most of the developers are treating it as if it is a new console platform. Okay. So they are treating it at in parity. With Nintendo, Sony, and no, Microsoft. It's not just an NVIDIA name kind of carrying, borrowing. Okay, got it. The See, thing and, is, and half of the developers are already working with NVIDIA, anyways. To... Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like, are they, since they already work together, are they just saying, hey, we've already worked with them, they're on board, but just because they worked with them before? But no, when you heard Randy Pitchford come out from Gearbox and talk about developing for the system, they all said, hey, we've had this in the office for months. We love it. It's a super powerful system, and it's a, it's a platform that we think will reach millions okay. more people to help it's us sell our games. Make or break thing. Does it have achievements? Nice trophies. Because that's what's that's Don't where it's at. Don't give another system to do that with. Yeah, I know. Trophies. See, so if it doesn't have if it doesn't have those one or two one of those things one of those well, something. And, and all those people are work and live in places with gigabit fiber connected to their PC. You know, so. yeah, Kansas City. <laughs> well, you, no, you don't have to do that. Uh, well, I'm sorry. You do if you want to download the games and play them. Yeah, off the Google Play Store or the Android Store. Yes, but. I mean, as far as single-player content, it, they did not make it sound like you had to be connected at all points in time in order to play those games. The primary device. thing they were pushing is the streaming service, though, which you that would was, have to be connected all the time for. Yes, that was a secondary thing, not the primary. The primary was the unit itself. So to go back to your question, Turo, I have not used the Google or the Android Play Store, does it have achievements? Yes, it does. Yes, yes it, does. it does. Well, then, yes, you have achievements. Hooray! That's what it is. They, okay. They did not make a new operating system for this. It is literally Android, running Android, the Android Play Store. Wasn't that Ouya, though, too? Yep. Oh, okay. So that Ouya had achievements and trophies and whatnot, too. Dang. Yep. 
I'm, I I want to call it the Ouya 2 again. Just I think there is a lot of strength behind it, but I uh, that cheap price though. That's uh, I think. But people who want to go for cheap, I don't think they're gonna have super fast internet. But see, that's the thing is it, it's cheap, and with my the little bit of time I had in retail, cheap goes far. Yeah. So my only thought is my my biggest thought on this is. It's cheap, okay, so it's got a lot of people behind it. It needs titles. It needs, 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 needs titles. Oh, wait, it, the Ouya was a hundred bucks too. Dang yeah, it. Exactly. It, it also, the, other, the other thing that's missing is branding. Your average schmuck walking into Best Buy doesn't know NVIDIA. They've never heard of it. They have no idea no. what it is. But that's, they've heard of yeah. Xbox I think you, and they've heard of PlayStation. You are sorely mistaken. What? Yeah. No, 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 no. You are you are the opposite, sir. It's the opposite way. PC yeah. Master Race is the prevalent one, and consoles are not the prevalent ones. But would the there PC Master Race buy this console? No, there are are they just PC Master the Race is still a huge subset of society. It's not. I, if I walked around town here and asked all thousand people that live in town here if. 20 of them knew what NVIDIA was, I would fall over gagging on my own spoon. I, I'm but here, why are you bringing up way. why are you bringing up PC gamers? This is not a PC console. This is not It's supposed to be a competition for though. But it's not it, it doesn't it's not PC fighting games. PlayStation and Xbox. It won't win. It won't oh, win fighting, against PlayStation and Xbox. Computer? Wait. This what? has to be a PC replacement system. This is not going to work in the console space. This is not going to be a console right. competition. It is It is not a PC per se. It is an Android TV set-top box right. that plays games as well. But it is a direct competitor to the console space and not PC yeah. gaming. There, but there's it is only one, PC driving it. Well, there's then only it's one, failed. Hold on a second. Let me just end this right now. There's only one group out there. <laughs> there's only one group out there that's going to make an alternate console. Um, if, if, say, a company like Steam made like a like a box, okay? You call it like the Steam box. And it costs that would, that $2,000 and nobody's going to freaking buy it. Oh, that's right. They even tried it and it failed miserably. It's not happening. Like, why are we wasting so much time talking about this? I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Just too many. I'm not even drinking and I'm like having a blast. <laughs> I just think there's too many. We have what? We've had... There's too many shields. You walk into a store, like, I want an NVIDIA shield. Oh, here's the portal. No, 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 I don't want that. Oh, you mean the tablet. No, oh, no, I, I, do, I do agree with that. They're hardly. all the same. It's a stupid it's way to do your naming conventions. I agree. It's horrible. They don't know what they're doing over there. They know they know nothing of what they're doing. Nothing. Are they Jon Snow? <laughs> there you go. We're going to get that on the box. We're going to get that on the box. <laughs> you know, know nothing. nothing of what they're doing. Nothing, quote unquote. Dave from GamersLife.com. Four out of five stars. <laughs> I'll, I'll pick up one of these when they're like 20 bucks. All right. It's not even 20 right. so, so they should just yeah. rename it instead of the shield. They should rename it the Jon Snow because they know not what they're doing. Yeah, that would be perfect. The NVIDIA Jon Snow. I'll buy it then. <laughs> All right. So, so the resounding panel answer is this sucks and it's not going to go anywhere. We will see in May when they launch and see what happens. Uh, it'll May, be interesting. Oh, God, to waiting till if we remember. <laughs> tomorrow. Just get it over with. Just like <laughs> a band-aid off. Just release it tomorrow. Seriously, why are they gonna wait? To, like, they're like they're gonna ruin their quarterly earnings like later on. Just do it now so they can take the hit, get the tax benefits of taking the hit. 
<laughs> Sorry, am I getting too real? No, it's awesome. <laughs> I just like calling it the Ouya 2 now. Yes, <laughs> it, it is. It's exactly an Ouya 2. Is it the Ouya squared? Wasn't there an Ouya 2, actually? <laughs> oh, what? I think there might have been an Ouya I think there was an Ouya 2. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's coming out in May. And people cared even less about that than the original Ouya. Oh, man. There were so many people. Hundreds of thousands of people wanted the Ouya. And it came out, and they were just like, we were kidding. We really didn't want this. <laughs> you're a million dollars worth of kidding. So just, we love giving you all our money to make this thing, but we really don't want it. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll not be moving on. Um, so, speaking of successful gaming companies, Microsoft has announced that it is working on a hardcore game controller for the Xbox One. Oh. What are they doing so, that for? The Duke it's made is coming of Mountain back. Mountain Dew and Doritos. Oh. <laughs> oh the Duke is coming back. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'll buy the Duke. That's the for Duke. sure. So, nobody... No, there, are, there are not many details on this, but uh, um, we do know that they are looking to unveil it at E3 this year, uh, and that it will somehow target people who love FPS, uh, first-person shooters, and driving games. It's the so, Duke. I'm telling you, it's coming back. Remember how great playing Halo was on the Duke? It was like, good. I like, mean, that's where I started. Yeah, like the S controller like had it over every other game out there and everything, and I love like, the Xbox 360 controller, especially that one with the little dial plus pad. But uh-huh. the Duke was for Halo. Like That, that just felt right. Yeah, with the white and black buttons right there. I was yeah. like, gosh, dang. That did it was just right. big anyone and heavy. Else, does anyone else feel like this is another misstep in marketing message? I don't know why because they would do it. There's no. The there's Xbox so many other companies that make... It's supposed to be a gaming console already, so aren't you saying, oh, this really isn't uh, for gamers? By saying, oh, we're making a hardcore game controller? It's cool. Isn't that it's supposed to be the Xbox on One it. controller? It just has to have special features. I think it's going to have buttons under it. I've seen competitive controllers actually have buttons under it so they don't have to move their thumbs. It's going to have turbo. So they can... <laughs> the turbo controller. Oh, my gosh. That'd be so cool. Wider for turbo. Oh, my. Exactly. Matt Matt oh, you win. Matt. All right. Matt. Next topic. Go. No, no, no. So I... The only other thing that I want to uh, talk about, since you did bring up the Steam Box, is that I saw the first couple media outlets get their hands on the Steam controller. And what I thought was one of the most interesting I saw from multiple people was that on the Steam controller itself, where your ring fingers rest on the backside, there's actually a button there. And every single review I said that I read said that that they couldn't believe that that wasn't the norm already because it was so natural to have the, the ability to do something with those fingers. I've seen too many customization controllers having that added on there for either a... You can uh, program it to have it be two buttons, and like hitting one button is two buttons, or having one that's closer to uh, your fingers without moving your thumb. And so that's what it might be. And I, I don't know why... I don't know. I haven't messed with one... But everyone, yeah, everybody that has one, they're like, it's like anything else. It's nothing like anything else out there. So it's neat. And we'll see what happens. So, Taro. Hey, that's me. I just got done hey, talking. Do you, do you like uh, Phil Harrison? Uh, the guy, Xbox guy. 
Yes, he's the the uh, VP of um, what is his full title here? Um, well, he's been here a couple VP times. Of, yeah, I believe he's VP of. Oh, he's head of... Nope, that's Phil Spencer. Yeah, I believe he's VP of Xbox. Okay. Yeah. What's he done? Do you like him? I don't know. What's he done? <laughs> I just know he works <laughs> for a company. He's left Microsoft, is the answer. Oh, what did uh, he do before that? Today that? He was VP of Xbox for what three years. What does that mean? I don't... Ask Microsoft, dude. I don't know. Oh, okay, I probably won't see a difference. My game will still turn on when I turn it on, so... Yeah, well, he was authorizing every single Xbox One turn on power session. That's what he was doing. Oh, He's very powerful. That's what VP ah! stands for. He's very powerful. <laughs> then that does affect me majorly. I don't like this. So he left. Yeah, so he's leaving after three years. Um, they haven't said exactly why, but the rumors are that he was frustrated at not getting a promotion, whereas everybody else was when Phil Spencer was promoted to the head of Xbox, etc. He's um, VP. Yeah. There's only one more you can go. Right? I'm not everybody's I VP anymore. Well, yeah, VP is kind of a Senior VP. Now. Oh, yeah. there's... Oh, gotcha. Super executive VP of VPs. Or, or executive. What what show did I watch and been like putting executive in front of something is just calling it fancy or making him feel better, but it does nothing. I can't remember. It was a neat show. Anyway. Darn it. So, Dave... Yes. Have you ever played The Sims? Mm-hmm. Have you ever put a Sim into a room oh, of course and then remove the the doors and windows so that there's nowhere the Sim can go yeah, and eventually it goes insane and dies? Where you drop them in the pool and you take out the ladder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sammy says, who hasn't done that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Uh, Electronic Arts did it to the Maxis today. <gasps> they got Maxis too. First Bullfrog, and now this. That is correct. Uh, Maxis, the studio behind Sims and SimCity, Bullfrog is ripped out still and closed. Uh, wow! Wow! That was like a cash machine. Yeah. Well, they're still going to continue making the Sims, but what was being done at Maxis will now be done in uh, Redwood Shores, Salt Lake City, Helsinki, and Melbourne. I'm sure it'll uh, be exactly the same. Yeah. I mean, and they say they all employees to... impacted by the changes today will be given opportunities to explore other positions within the Maxis Studios and throughout EA. For those that are leaving the company, we are working to ensure the best possible transition with separation packages and career assistance. So, yeah. So a good luck package. Yeah, so our hearts go out to everybody there. Um, it's so unlike EA the, to do something like this. <laughs> you almost said that with a straight face. Uh, almost. I am so bitter about Bullfrog still to this day. To this day. <laughs> that was a wow. That was a Matt face palm. Yeah, because, dude, Syndicate was so badass. That was back when I was a uh, PC gamer. Oh. Uh. Syndicate, like the real syndicate. <laughs> you caused Matt to do a full on. Put all the fake syndicates out there. They covered his old well, no, and everything. They, they brought it back a little while ago, and they they ruined it. Like they do everything that they try and bring back, like for street cred. So so Matt, you like uh, you like Rock Band, right? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, got rid of that too. <laughs> Coming back, isn't it? 
That's gone. <laughs> Again. Well, I don't know. They've gone back to the shack. And <laughs> what was the title of the other song? I forget. All right. So uh, this story is not about Rock Band, oh. but it is about rhythm. Uh, it looks like that uh, one of the ex-harmonics programmers who worked on Rock Band, uh, named Mark Flurry, who's a programmer living in Seoul, South Korea, and Brian Gibson, an artist at Harmonix who uh, was one half of the noise rock duo Lightning Bolt, have been working on a rhythm game for the last five years, and it is called Thumper. And they <laughs> actually... What? I thought you were going to tell, tell me about the new Amplitude. No, I am not. Uh, so at GDC, they announced their first gameplay debut footage, which looks kind of like a cross between F-Zero and Amplitude. That'd be a good way to say it. It's Bambi um, DLC. It's <laughs> thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I was gonna it's pretty interesting, um, but if you've not looked at the videos for it, Check them out online. Uh, it looks like it could be pretty interesting. Cool. I hadn't heard about that one, so. Uh, let's see. PC Gamer. I don't have anybody else to ask this one of. Hey, who am I going to ask? Kate. Mm -hmm. Did you ever play the PC game Gone Home? No. Well, you're not going to on PS4 either. How about that? Bam, 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 bam. The Fulbright Company, which is the developer of the uh, indie game Gone Home for PC, uh, announced that it was going to be coming to consoles uh, this year. However, they caught up, uh, Dual Shockers caught up with uh, Fulbright's Steve Gaynor at GDC and said, hey, what's going on with the game? And he said, Gone Home for console is not actively in development any longer. This is most likely because the people that they had developing it is Majesco. And Majesco, if Ooh. you have not been f uh, following, they are in a bit of uh, troubled financial straits. And so most likely... Just now? No, not just now, for a okay. while. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so th they basically said... It's not going to come out. Majesco's not going to finish it. Now, that's not to say that we won't bring it out some other time, but we don't have any plans to do so in the works. So, And plus, they're focusing on their new game, Tacoma, which is coming out in uh, 2016. So we, I, I actually have been holding off. I have gone home on my Mac, but I've been waiting for the, the console version to play it. But now that, that I got that news, I think I'm just going to try and head out and play the Mac version. So if you've been waiting, sad to say that will not be coming out. The, uh, the fact that Majesco still exists technically offends me. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what? I, I actually, I hate to see these companies disappear. There, It was once something special. Majesco? Yeah, I think so. When? Ah. Uh... Dude, seriously, Majesco, come yeah. on. There's some companies that you're just like, you should be going, wow, how are they still around? <laughs> I do that with Sega now, and I love I Sega. was just going to say, I do that with Sega, but that's about <laughs> it. You took the words right out of my mouth. Um, hey, Matt. Yo. You like Metal Gear. 
Oh, First one, sure. <laughs> so I know you're really anticipating the fifth one. Oh, yeah, like crazy. I saw that, and I went like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I have to make noise. Ah, death rattle. Uh, that's, that's what I said. <laughs> All right, I'm so pretty go sure on. it's exciting for others. So IGN apparently has been partnering with Konami to promote uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, and there was a whoopsie, and they actually released the release date before they were supposed to. And so we oh, now know that the Phantom Pain will be released uh, worldwide on September 1st of 2015. Yeah, I saw that it was a worldwide release date, which I thought was interesting, but hey, that's cool. Um, that's, it's a big series for a lot of people. Even people who hated everything that's come out since 3 uh, still buy the game and play it. So uh, it's, a it's a big deal. It's a big th- It's a big deal for the, the systems that it's coming out on. So uh, well, I I won't honestly I they lost me at two so uh, <laughs> two was the last one I played so um, what Snake's Revenge? No, that was yes, that one. Yes, no. then we never no, said Sons of the you Patriots. Are right. You are right, Thank sir. You. Thank solid. You. So you're, you're, you're <laughs> oh God! Um, I never played I Metal Gear. I never played Metal Gear too either. I only ever played Metal Gear, not Metal Gear Two. I have such useless knowledge. You, I'm well, sorry. If you're going to keep saying the name of the franchise, you must say it correctly. Metal Gear. Snake. Um, so Metal oh, Gear wait. Solid. Oh wait. Series. Oh no no Metal Gear. Call me Pliskin. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, ha- I haven't smoked today yet, so I can't do that voice. Um, but so, yeah. one of the other th- weirder pieces of news to come out. I don't have anything. I don't. You're the king of New York. Of the interesting one. things. Uh, one of the most interesting things that I thought came out of. Um, GDC. This is probably the top piece of news that came out of GDC. Is that Drip Drop Games? We'll we'll see Dave's pedigree. Dave, Drip Drop Games announced that they are remastering a lighthearted '90s fighting game. Can you guess the title? Lighthearted '90s fighting game. Lighthearted. Killer Instinct. Time fighters out there. <laughs> Arguably one of the most impactful fighters of that generation. Oh, Elden definitely Dragon. a fighter then. You're so close. So close. Take it a notch up from Pit Fighter. A notch up from Pit Fighter. It's Hold not, on, two. And it's not time killers. It's not. <laughs> oh, step up from well, I mean, step up from Pit Fighter 2 is Mortal Kombat. No, 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 don't, don't, don't you even. What? <laughs> what, that's the lineage, dude? No. No, you gotta if go. If it wasn't for Pit Fighter, you'd not have Mortal, Mortal Kombat. No, 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 okay. So, in between so there? You're not getting it. Okay. Clay Fighter. Oh, that's right. Oh, that was actually good. Well, so, got it. I'm no, sorry, I was thinking of crap. <laughs> yeah, that was crap. Clay crap at that. Uh, what's interesting is that they're saying they're going to uh, remaster the audio, high-res visuals, and they're going to add 
uh, new gameplay mechanics including double jumping, air dashing, counters and reversals with unique supers and claytality moves for each character. I love the I love those two games. They were fun. They were they weren't accurate, but they were fun. The my my only real um, question about this is basically, you know, this is actually being done by Interplay. Uh, we've wow. not seen a successful launch of an Interplay title in like since Clay Fighter Two. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> since Rock and Roll Race. Right? Judgment Clay, I, I think it was called. 2011 was the last game we saw out of Drip Drop and in, in Interplay. Um, Which was what? Uh, it was some kind of civ, civilization kind of mobile game. Mm. I don't remember even the name on it. I just remember that was... Because I was like, oh, they're still... Just like you were talking about Majesco, I'm like, oh, oh, Interplay. Still around? All right, Sure. Yeah, but, but at uh, least at least at one point Interplay made some good stuff. I haven't seen them since Super Nintendo, really. <laughs> so I thought that was an interesting uh, little tidbit to come out. That is awesome. GDC. Um, so this is one of the things that I did want to take a moment to discuss also. One of the biggest pieces of news coming out of GDC was that Unreal Engine 4, which is the uh, game engine development system platform is now free for anyone to develop on. Wow. So two human can come back. (laughs) For free. Uh, What's interesting is that they have moved to a when you win, we win type of model, which I think is very smart. Basically, they say when a developer ships a product developed in Unreal Engine 4, they'll pay 5% of the revenue they make after the first $3,000 per quarter. So if a dev makes a game but only grosses $2,900 in a quarter, they don't pay Epic anything. But if they make $13,000 in a quarter, they'd owe 5% of the 10k after the first 3k. So in that instance, $500. To me, that is a such a smart idea. Brilliant. That means they've already recouped their cost on the development of the engine, and this is all just gravy money. That's awesome. It's nice it. of them. It's not only it's nice of them, I think it, it encourages new developers to jump into the game. That's exactly what it is. You get There are a lot of people out there who just don't have... Oh, okay, let me put it as this one. Um, I may or may not be look, still looking into game positions that are available, and <laughs> may or may not. <clears throat> and I just I just saw a tweet from Naughty Dog that they're hiring. I actually I got an email I didn't respond to that I should have. What? Said, yeah, I know. They said, "Oh, we have your we have your resume and we're we're looking into something." And I just didn't respond because I thought it was automated. But then, like a month later, I'm like, "Oh crap, it's from a person." Um, oh darn so, it! So just follow up with them again. Start start mail bombing them every day. That's so, my suggestion. I'm sorry. So we- we will see two human two then. Yeah, um, but no. One of the biggest things from all of the game applications I've shot out is they're always like, you know, you need some experience in it. And getting a, a an engine, a really good engine to do something with, just to show them, is important and huge. And to allow everybody to at least try is going to be awesome. Because getting a good engine behind you is 
quite a bit of the battle. Ooh, so it's going to be a turn-of-the-century kind of gaming here in a bit. Maybe. <laughs> the indie indie. The free indie. Mm. So, um, one of the other items to come out uh, is, even though this wasn't technically at GDC, it happened the same time as GDC, and that is we got a new Mortal Kombat 10 trailer for the story. Revealed a handful of new characters as well. Um, so right now the confirmed characters are Cassie Cage, Devorah, Ermac, Farrah and Tor, Goro, Jacqueline Briggs, Kano, Kitana, Kotal Khan, Kung Jin, Kung Lao, Quan Chi, Raiden, Reptile, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, and Takashi Takeda. And we know Melina is in the game, but maybe not as a playable character. Baraka is a rumored character. Aaron Black, Johnny Cage, Shinnok, Sindel, and Rain as rumored characters. Um, I th- well, I mean, if we saw them in the story, I think it's awesome. Yeah, we saw them in the story, but that doesn't mean that they're necessarily playable. I would think they would do that, but... If they, I mean, yeah, if they if put in the in effort, there, you, yeah. If you have the assets, why not? I mean, it makes sense to me, but we'll see. Um, I what, honestly what, can't see Johnny Cage as being playable just because Sonya has all his moves. You mean Cassie? Yeah, sorry, Cassie. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. If they want no, me to buy the game... something we don't know? If they want me to buy the game, Johnny Cage better be playable. That's all I'm saying. So the interesting thing is they also announced a Mortal Kombat um, fight free to play fighting slash card battler hybrid. Oh no! <laughs> On iPad, the iPhone, oh, no. iPod, and Android devices. So you can oh, no. Yeah, and so it's developed by Nether Realm. So they were the ones that actually made this, oh, and no. they're saying that you can look forward to a hybrid of fighting. Card collecting, multiplayer team combat, and all the be, series' iconic fatalities. This is a bad thing for me. This is a horrible thing for all of us. Fantastic. So I I'm was actually really, really mad at that reveal, tra- the mobile reveal trailer, because it happened on the Monday after the story trailer, and I was hoping it would be something about like disassembling the story trailer, because there was just so much new characters and stuff in that trailer. And then it's like, oh, why are you trolling by releasing a trailer for mobile, you jerk? Well, so what's interesting is they said, what's more, Ed Boon said, what's more, we've expanded the unique cross-connectivity feature that links the mobile and console versions of Mortal Kombat X. That's awesome. Delivering unique rewards to all players for simply playing the mobile game. That is fantastic. That means you have have to play it. Kind of really jazzed about this thing. That sounds awesome. What if you like played it enough times or got a certain card to have a certain alternate costume or a different character or something? That'd be cool. Or what if you what if you unlock a mobile fatality that you can then use? Oh the my gosh! <sighs> All we need is animalities. We just need animalities back, and that's it. No mobile fatality. I keep getting interrupted. The mobile fatalities are where they chop your bandwidth in half. <laughs> they use up half your data. <laughs> and and it's, it, it looks to see what carrier you have, so it's like AT&T wins. 
That'd be oh gosh, that'd be so cool. Modalities, it's a new thing. I don't I don't want to I don't want to think about it more because then uh, if it comes out to be something really lame, then I would be really disappointed. I think I'll I mean, I don't know. I mean, if Nether Realms is actually making it, like they've been actually putting they've a made lot two games now. They've been putting a lot of care into their stuff. Yeah. So I can't imagine that they would sit there and go into that lightly. If it's actually from their studio, if they're not farming it out. They have Even if they were farming made, out, they could pick up somebody good. They have actually made two different um, fighting games using their mobile engine already. Uh, the first one was a Mortal Kombat, uh, was a excuse me uh, Injustice game, and the second one was actually a uh, WWE fighting game that had fatalities, um, and it's actually not bad for a mobile game. Uh, both of them are actually pretty decent. I mean, they're not incredibly deep, but they're not bad for mobile games. They look nice, and they have decent control structures. So I'm interested. I'm sure it'll be the same engine for this as well, except that we'll have fatalities in there also. So it, it could actually be somewhat decent. I don't think it's going to be like anywhere near playing the actual game, but it's something. I want to say something about the story trailer, too. This yeah. looks like because they set the benchmark for fighting game storylines with Mortal Kombat 9. This looks like they're setting a new benchmark, like for story. Just the way they presented it, it just seems like almost, is the depth almost of an RPG story. And it seems like all the characters that are going to be playable are going to be relevant to the story. So I think that's really cool. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a strange Shinnok Mortal Kombat 4 set in the future, so I'm very excited, yeah. Um, while we're here, why don't we talk, Kate, about the um, dead or alive community controversy going on it's with last. dead or alive final round? What's going on there? It's last round, not final round. I'm sorry, last round. I always do that. So, what happened was, um, all if you read any of the articles that popped up on Kotaku, Event Hub's like, video gaming journalism picked up on it and ran with it. Um, they keep saying the DOA community soft banned sexy costumes for offline tournaments. It was not the community, it was like eight guys. So that's one thing I always have a beef with. It's like these essentially the regulars at offline tournaments decided that they were going to put in the rules a guideline for costumes that you could not use if you were on stream at offline tournaments. And it backfired in their faces because they wanted the whole point, I guess I understand the good intentions, was DOA's got kind of like a bad rep for being sexy. They want to try and make it more mass appealing, so it's, you know, people won't make fun of it at fight, because they're like, we don't got no fighting game community cred. No game has fighting community cred unless you're Street Fighter. What? Isn't it this week that they uh, introduced the um, destructible sexy costumes? No, that's not till April. It's based on the oh, okay. uh, Senran Kagura. The, right. I guess it's a fighting game or is it an anime? I have no idea. Destructible. Yeah, what? well, costumes that get met, like costumes that get ripped and stuff. Oh, it's sexy. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's like you can. Well, because I guess if you look at tra- I looked at trailers of Senran Kagura because they are Senran Kagura costumes based on the characters from that video game or anime, whatever it is. 
they that if you think DOA is lewd, Senran Kagura is like a million times more lewd. Like their clothes always rip off, so you can see their underwear. So I don't I guess know if it's anime or not, but it's a game where basically demons have possessed humans, and the only way to beat the demons is to beat the clothes off of people. Oh, jeez. Oh. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, very lewd. <laughs> I'm going back to my initial point. The offline community wanted to try and, you know, clean up DOA's image at offline tournaments by banning, like, pretty much most cost, like, all bathing suits, costumes, and shuttle skin. They only, and they also... They only did it for the female characters, because there are some male character ones where they're essentially just in a tiny, tiny speedo, but you can play with those ones. Um, it caused a big backfire, because it's like... Well, a lot of people have said things that I agree with, that, you know, keep your standards to yourself. Um, and DOA sexiness is kind of like Mortal Kombat violence. You can't separate the two. It's part of the game's DNA. It's like you were like, you know, trying to deny that Mortal Kombat has violence the same way people pointed out. Just trying to ban the costumes isn't going to take away the sexiness of the game. And it's not going to, it's like kind of pretending that they don't exist or hiding your head in the sand about it. And it's also giving the idea that you're ashamed of the game that you play because yeah. you have to censor yourself while playing it. And that's what it boiled down to with censorship. And a lot of people really disagreed that the, essentially these eight people spoke for the entire community, where it's kind of like, DOA is very upfront about that's what it is. If, and they're trying to appeal to people who aren't going to like the game anyway. Like, I mean, yeah, if you just see it fighting on there, and then you buy it, and you're like, what the hell's with all these sexy costumes? Like, I mean, how could you not know, A? But B, it's like... It just creates a really bad... It creates a worse image than they were trying to get away from because it's like you're censoring your own game. Um, it's like you're ashamed of your own game. And then it depends where you fall, and it's like... It was like sexy does not equal sexist, but is it actually a sexist? And it just started a whole shitstorm. And that's kind of something that DOA community didn't need right now because the game actually was growing at offline tournaments. I mean, yeah, people are like... Oh, like, you know, wow, that's a really skimpy costume, like, but that's part of yeah. the game. That is what the game is, and if you're ashamed of that, maybe you should go play Street Fighter. But honestly, DOA is always going to be a niche game. And when you try to take niche games and appeal them to a mass audience, it never works, because you're taking away what makes it a niche game and what the niche audience plays it for. Personally, I don't really use the bikinis that often as costumes, but I started using them just out of spite because I hate censorship. So I was just like, fuck y'all, I'm going to use bikinis all the time, and if I ever go to an offline tournament, I'm going to wear a string bikini. Fuck you. That's the way I... It's just... I don't know. It, a lot of people think, oh, it's like it's really sexist the way the bikinis are so skimpy. I don't think of it that way. I think of, you know, who cares if they're skimpy? Like, the female body is not something to be demonized. Just because they're bikinis doesn't mean they're whores or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's like most people... And it also did damage in an offline community, because the fighting game community for all fighting games isn't a very welcoming one. 
like if you wanted to go out to a tournament, it's very kind of inclusive and people are always talking shit to you. And especially in my case, as a woman, it's very inclusive. It's very like, you know, not inclusive anyway. If I went, I'd probably be called a bitch a slut and, you know, all this other kind of stuff all the time. That's just the way the community is. So I mean, I don't know where I, I don't think, think that's I don't think I think that's a generalization because I can tell you that the communities that I've played in that is not the case. But yeah, anyway, so I'm not saying they go out of their way to welcome newcomers. See you later, Nick. Um, not saying they go out of their way to welcome newcomers, but I can say that I've, I've had a lot of positive ex experiences with. But this I've had negative ones too. But this yeah. made it seem even more like you know. If you want to use the sexy costumes, we don't want you at tournaments, kind of thing. Yeah. Because it's like eight people speaking for an entire community. So you can and only had... use it when you're online. No, it's this is for offline tournaments only. Okay. Like you can use right, whatever gotcha. you want online, but um, the way they first wrote about it was like a ban. As soon as you say ban, people are like, whoa. But it's more. It was more of a suggestion, and I don't know why they just didn't keep it as a gentleman's agreement at tournaments instead of trying to make a big deal out of it. Because making a big deal out of it put a microscope on the issue in a way it probably never would have before. And I don't know, it just kind of, like I said, it made them seem ashamed of their own game. Yeah, because I mean, seriously, if I can't be sexy Bayman, I'm not playing. You can, though. None of his sexy costumes are banned. Oh, okay. Well, it's only the girls. Oh, that's just crap. And it's like, some if you look at the actual costumes that were banned, some of them, it's like, they did a blanket, all bathing suits. So, some of them have, you know, those like, um, in anime, you see they're wearing, like, the school bathing suit with, like, the really high neck, and it's almost like little shorts. It's like a blue one piece. Uh -huh. They banned those ones. But then they have other costumes which show way more skin that are still, like, okay, but they banned this one just because it was a bathing suit. It's like, the ban, if you look at the costumes, doesn't make, it's not consistent either. So it's just kind of like, whatever. It's like the ban on assault weapons. If you really look at, like, you know, what they're banning, like, everybody is like, you know, oh, like, I support the assault weapon ban. And you're like, okay, what do you think it means? Like, oh, like, you know, really giant clips of ammunition and automatic weapons. No, it doesn't cover any of that. It just covers scary-looking things. Like, if it has a thing for a bayonet and, uh, and a weird little stock on it, that means it's illegal on an assault weapon. Like, it doesn't make any, like, the laws don't make any sense for that. So, I mean, it seems like they're kind of going that route, which I guess, like, if they're trying to be official, well, that makes hell sense. Well, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I'm sure they're sure they had good intentions when they created this soft ban because they wanted more of a mainstream audience instead of people going, oh, it's just that, that movie game. I'm not going to watch this anymore. I'm going to go watch Street Fighter. Um, but that's what DOA is. You can't take that out of it the same way you can't take the violence of the Mortal Kombat. And if you, can't, if you pander niche games to mass market audiences, that is the devoid of creativity because you can't please everybody. Yep, I agree. So we'll see where it play, where it uh, plays out and how how. Uh, well, we'll see react. next tournament. See if like, because there's been talk that people are not going to go to tournaments out of protest. They want more numbers. We'll see. There's a tournament at the so end of Dave, this month. So. Dave, you like amplitude, right? He's gone. Dave's gone? Well, yeah, he's, he's muted. muted. He's muted. Oh, and he's he's off. Uh, well, fine. Uh, so, Matt, you like Amplitude, then? We'll go with that. Sure. 
Sure. I love uh, Amplitude. <laughs> Amplitude announced that it will the upcoming reboot will feature a team multiplayer mode. Yes. Uh, and team play will allow players to face off in 2v2 or 3v1 matches, um, and they are going to start showing it off at PAX East. Yes, very interested to see how that's going that's, to work. I mean, I've, I've awesome. not played Amplitude, but I'm familiar enough with the basic concept to understand how it works. So that that's actually very intriguing. It's either going to be amazing or suck dead donkey balls. There, there's I, really I'm no middle ground for this. Be amazing, so hopefully. I, I'm going to go with amazing. I love Frequency and then Amplitude. And then it just coming back is like me and my little brother's dream come true. So well, yeah, the single player stuff, the stuff that we've seen before, that's going to be yeah. good. But the specific two v two hasn't really been. I don't think it was. That's going to be so. that's going to be awesome. No, it's always been like one versus the other kind of thing. Right. So seeing two v two, that's going to be cool. Well, the three v one mode is actually the one that's got me the most interested because it's like evolve. Evolve. I was going to call amplitude evolve. It's like evolve, but good. Oh, all right. <laughs> that's what we hope. That's, that's what we hope. That's the hope. I'm so glad I didn't buy it. So speaking of games that we're excited about, Turo, yeah. The Division is coming out supposedly this year. Mm-hmm. Not going to And uh, Massive Entertainment, which is the developer behind the game, actually put out the first episode of the Division podcast. And they talked about where the game is at, and they said that they have external game testers coming in to play the game weekly, and that uh, PvP has been a major topic of discussion because a lot of people are confused about how it's going to work. And the basic gist of it is they've said that there will be what are called uh, dark zones, and in those dark zones those will be designated PvP areas. So you will know, hey, you are crossing into an area that is a PvP area. So does that mean you have to do it? No. You can play the entire game without entering into a dark zone. So you have to avoid those zones? or You do not have to avoid them. Okay. But there are rewards for going into dark zones. And one of the big things is that items you find in a dark zone will have something different about them. Once you find them, to make them a permanent part of your character, you'll need to go through a process called extraction. And once you've successfully extracted those items, then they are permanent from that point forward on your character, and you can wow. never lose them. You can never lose them after that point, even if you go back into a dark zone. That's now, awesome. if you have an item that you lose because you haven't extracted it yet while you're in the dark zone in the first place, then you can actually lose them. Wow. So it sounds like you'll have more valuable items that you can find in these dark zones. And then uh, and then the big thing about that, of course, is that Ubisoft Red Storm is the one doing the guns for the Division alongside Massively. Uh, so that's, that's an interesting... We should have some very... a large number of different types of guns. Um, they're still not saying exactly when the release date is, but they did say that the Division's launch is sometime in 2015, and it's scarily close. Awesome. So hopefully, I would be surprised if they don't do some kind of open beta or alpha uh, even before launch so that they gotcha. don't repeat the same problems that every other game this 
this winter had, but I am very much looking forward to it, and we'll keep you up to date if there's any new information on the division. Hey, Mark. Yes. Speaking of Ubisoft, I'm see, I'm pulling at you. Yes, you are. They said they're going to make Assassin's Creed games till 2025, at least. And they'll be fantastic. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Ubisoft Milan, call me. Not back day one though. Tour. Maybe after a month of patching, they'll be fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I kind of figured that they were going to annualize it until uh, it's dead. You know, and speaking of annualizing till it's dead, hey Matt, what did we hear about Guitar Hero this week? <laughs> <laughs> It's back, baby. Um, yeah, so apparently uh, Guitar Hero is beating uh, Rock Band to the Punch by leaking the information that they are going to be having uh, a game that is going to be officially announced at uh, this year's E3. So um, we know, we're, we're, we're pretty much sure. The last two games and all the hints that were dropped by, or the last two uh, downloadable tracks and the hints that have been dropped by Harmonix, we know they're coming out with something Rock Band themed. They're going to be coming for out with an announcement no later than E3. Yeah, so, for current gen consoles. For current gen consoles. So uh, what that's going to be exactly, we don't know. Uh, there, there's not much solid information about the Guitar Hero either, other than it is still a band-based game, um, and that I know it's some solid information. <clears throat> oh, do you? I, I, there was there was not anything solid. It was all rumor and kind of innuendo, but it's gonna suck. Well, okay, <laughs> there's that, but I mean that's just kind of a given, right? I mean, wow, haters gonna hate. <laughs> I, I don't. Guitar I mean, Hero at least another game. The game that started the rhythm game genre. Yes, but it was by Harmonic. <laughs> exactly. So and, and it became a soulless sellout cash-in version of itself after Harmonic's left. Oh, just because something becomes popular it means it's sold out. Okay, I get it. I can't think of Guitar no. Hero without thinking of the South Park episode. Guitar Hero. <laughs> that scene when they're in the restaurant yes, and the kids just clicking, make people are like, oh, "I love that song." <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, um, does anyone else have any news items? I had I had a weird transition, but I think it's really too late now. Say uh, say something. Oh, so about it was the Microsoft story. <laughs> no, get out of here. You said something about something scarily close. Yeah, the release date for the division. All right. Hey, Mark. Hey, Turo. Speaking of scarily close, uh, they're actually <laughs> coming out. Thank you. They're coming out with Poltergeist in in the summer. It's a m little bit of movie news. Uh, I know I was really hyped about that. So it's not coming out in October or later in the year. It's coming out in summer. So yay, a scary movie in the summertime. Uh, I do want to make sure that everybody saw the genius Sony marketing campaign where they put up a picture of their blue and black controller and announced it as their new white and gold controller. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I wish everyone would just stop talking about the fucking dress. That, that was the best thing I saw out of all of that. Um, we um, do, did, Let's did go to reader mail. Did you guys see oh, the... Oh, half readers, you oh. lied. Did you it, yeah, it, it actually... Mail. It came in as we were doing the show, so. Oh. 
did, did everybody see the supposedly leaked picture of Battle Cat from the Masters of the Universe movie I had no idea was being developed? We no, never talked we about not. the Avengers, really. We didn't delve into that more. Mm, there's not much more to say that was already there other than the vision I had. We have the to talk about Facebook spoiled that, so it's not a spoiler. Like, at all. There, there's Is that the Soul really, Gem? No. No, that's Vision's gem. What do you mean we're not talking about the Avengers trailer? There's, a, there's an awesome uh, picture out on Facebook right now of the Hulk doing a selfie during that one scene that everybody squeed so hard on. All that was missing was doves. But, um... <laughs> um, Jojo X Gamer YT wrote in and said, what do you think will be announced at Bethesda's press conference at E3? Not Fallout 4. Not Fallout 4. <laughs> That's definitely not. Stop, stop, stop. I think it's going to, I think they're going to do it. If they don't, I really do. they're going to have a lynch mob on their hands. I, I, think, I think there will be a riot in the fucking studio, in the fucking theater if oh, they there, don't there will be if it. they don't, I, which I, is why I, I think they won't, and they'll be hilarious, and everyone will die. <laughs> I think they're locked up. No, honest prediction. Um, I think they've locked up exclusive um, U.S. console rights to Mother 3. No, no, you know what? They're bringing Fallout 4 only to the NVIDIA Shield. <laughs> <laughs> I, was gonna, I thought they were going to put up like the Fallout thing and then just Game of the Year edition. <laughs> I'm glad I drive hours back to do the podcast with you guys. I'm just... <laughs> It's the highlight of your week, admit it. Yeah, it, it is, it is. Um, no, I, I think they will announce, I think they will do it very, very simply. They will do everything but Fallout 4, and at the end, we will see the Pip-Boy and the number 4, and that is it. No, no, better yet, they bring out Fallout Boy <laughs> to announce Fallout 4. Oh, gosh. Oh, I see what you did there. That was amusing. <laughs> Um, that's really our only piece of reader mail. Uh, that, is, and nobody else has any other news. So that's going to bring us then to final thoughts. Starting all the way on our far left, Turo. Final thoughts. Uh, if you can, if you want to, Five Nights at Freddy's three came out, and uh, what? from what I've seen, yeah, and other people have said it's the best one. So if you want to try that out, shovelware. Well, no, this one, I actually, I was watching it, and it seems awesome. There's only one animatronic, so if you want to scare yourself again, or just want to jump into the story, crazy lore that they've created, created at the internet, then, uh, yeah, go go play that. Fred, Didn't Fred two Nights just come like, two weeks ago? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it seems awesome. I've seen the video, saw the trailer, um, I was excited about it, and I just, uh, yeah, it's awesome. So Go ahead, play that. Final thoughts, Dave. Um, I have a, a vision of the future. Oh, jeez. And it ah, see, see what I did there? It's, it's awesome. You've been doing that. For... <laughs> how many how many bottles of that stuff have you actually consumed during this podcast? Because it didn't look like that many. But during the podcast was three. Before the podcast was nineteen. Eighteen. <laughs> We're fine. No, he's he's not as drunk as he has been before. 
He hasn't bought anybody anything yet, so... He's referring to himself and the symbiote as we, so I'm a little <laughs> concerned for him. Or he thinks he's poop. <laughs> uh, final thoughts, Kate? Uh, free the bikinis. <laughs> I'll agree with that. Um, final thoughts, Matt? Um... You know, I, I, I get, this just really bothered me yesterday, and I don't know why, because I shouldn't let it get to me, and I should just understand that the Internet is full of unreasonable and angry people and just spewing hate for no good reason. But if you're paying for a service that costs you less than $5 a month and you get up to six free games that aren't, you know, just complete, you know, shovelware, mobile phone crap, shut the hell up and enjoy it or go away. <laughs> You should direct them to Kurt Schilling. That'll sort out their wagon. Ooh, nice. <laughs> but yeah, I just I it came down to that whole came down to that whole all oh, these games that come out on Plus are crap, and the Xbox people are coming over and saying it's so much better over here than Xbox and all the other let's go crap and and then they're complaining about getting a 2D side-scrolling game and then say but look at Xbox they got Rayman, mm-hmm. which is a 2D side scrolling game. A great anyway. one. <laughs> it's a great one. I'm not dissing it, but I'm just, I'm just, it, it, yeah, I'm done. Some people aren't okay. happy unless they're complaining. And this is true. So, mm-hmm. like I said, they shouldn't let it get to me because, you know, it's just going to happen and that's what it is. So, yay. So, housekeeping items do check out the site. We've got all our cosplay videos up. Make sure you look at the YouTube channel that is. Uh, YouTube.com slash C slash GamersLedge.com, all spelled out, G-A-M-E-R-S-D-O-T-C-O-M. Check out the cosplay videos. We've got Cosplay Dance Party up there as well. Um, We will have more coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, Like us, subscribe to us, of course, here as well. Um, On Facebook, we're GamersLedge.com slash Facebook. On Twitter, GamersLedge, just GamersLedge. Uh, and then I think that's everything. I don't know. My brain's fried. And then last but not least, my final thought, uh, I will be in Italy for the next two weeks. The inmates will be running the asylum while I am gone, shepherded yes. by uh, by shepherd book himself, uh, old man Matt. <laughs> and uh, my final thought is I've been putting a lot of thought into what I want to do in the future after I get back from Italy. And I think I want a job cleaning mirrors. It's something I could really see myself doing. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Until next model. time. <laughs> Game on. Game on. Game on. Game on. <laughs>